0: Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look
2: out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, CMOS girlies from wherever you're
1: listening and tuning into. Um, It is episode 69. We're talking about seasonal affective disorder. Kate, how are you, man?
2: I'm seasonally affected. I'm depressed. No, I'm not. I'm not feeling particularly depressed on this Saturday evening. I just posted a meme about how to avoid your weekend plans, You know, whether it's the body dysmorphia, whether it's social anxiety, whether it's your magnesium, like staring you at home that you're missing about, You know, the skincare routine you could be applying, all that type of stuff. Um, so if you're feeling FOMO as this podcast is, as you're listening to it, whatever time of day, wherever this finds you. Perhaps, you know, you feel okay with your little silly life, even though you could be depressed. Um, another thing I just remembered off dome as soon as you started talking is last week, you know, it was the 222, whatever the manifestation day. Oh yeah. Sorry to all the manifestation girlies. I don't know your cause. And I sort of sent a verbal threat to everyone saying, like, if there's no mackerel shortage, like manifestation is officially bullshit. There is a mackerel abundance now. So maybe I believe in manifestation. Like we both have found it. Yeah.
1: You found some when you were at East Village Organic today, you sent something in the Geneva chat about Oh my it. God. There
2: were about 10 boxes of it. Girl. Um, so, you know, manifestation girlies, I am sorry. I've shat on you. Good for you guys. Thank you for bringing this. I will now be speaking everything I want to the universe. Um, so I don't know where my husband is, but now that's, well, let's come on, come on. <laughs> Meet it's me soon. pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. The
1: that we have this platform and we just get to like beg to our listeners who are manifestation girlies to like just yeah. manifest for us so we don't have to do any of the work we just it, they're like our little like what like you know the little like genie in the bottle and it's like yeah. you get three wishes i yeah. feel like each podcast episode we have like a new wish that we um hope for people to manifest for us
2: new wish um yeah new wish is definitely i'm trying to think of a new food that's out that you haven't seen recently that we can manifest i don't have anything on top of dome besides that
1: yeah no i've been feeling pretty secure Secure. with the
2: the grocery stores they got their shit together supply chain issues no more no more but we have world war three um besides that um we're gonna talk about seasonal depression today we've gotten a lot of i noticed this also just in geneva um in the in our community platform if you guys aren't in it it's linked in every single podcast episode it's also linked through the meme page so you can sign up there but I notice when I scroll like through the lifestyle page or wellness or sometimes the regional rooms that there's a lot of messages of people just being like, I am sad. What do I do? Like my friends are going out and I have FOMO or my boyfriend broke up with me or I'm alone on college campus. Like, uh, what do I do? And I think Emma and I have been in all of those situations that I feel like come up in Geneva most of the time. Um, you know, the ones about like long-term relationships can't really help you there, can't really help you there. Yeah. But like, there's always a there's always someone to like listen to people like, you know, kind of have that like metaphor of like cry on someone's shoulder. I always feel like someone is in there in Geneva to like give great advice or lift someone up. And that's why I love the community aspect of it so much because I think with health and wellness it's alienating, like we say all the time, but I also think none of these problems are individual. And I just hate to think that there's a lot of people out there suffering that don't have a place to like voice these things and they feel it's abnormal. Like it is very normal when you're in college to feel alone and like for friends to ditch you or guys to not like you. And so I'm happy that we have this place because yeah, the seasonal depression stuff I do think comes up a lot for the platform.
1: Yeah, so if you are seeking to connect with other girlies, join Geneva it's a very wholesome beautiful place and you know we don't force everyone to like interact like 24 7 it's very much do as you wish but it is there for you if you need you know some fellow advice some fellow love everyone it's truly I feel like one of the most wholesome like online like discord reddit type situations in the universe I would like to hope and think
2: yeah also Um, a few other notes so funny so it's the end of february now it's february 26th is Emma and i recording crazy. this we did a love line episode last year for valentine's day i totally forgot about that yeah we did do that and i like really went crazy with the, the graphic infographic
1: that we created not infographic god yeah the graphic and then secondly yeah, no no love advice this time around
2: really <laughs> no none um and then secondly my advice is just don't date <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be the advice for you guys. Celibate or a husband or a partner or like really committed relationship. There's none of that gray area, the bullshit in between. And then the second point is that it's National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. I don't know if it's the end of the week or the beginning of the week of some stuff on socials. Um, so just sending extra love to everyone out there. I feel like I don't really talk about it on my social media. I feel like I used to, but then it also became more triggering because then I feel like people from the outside that didn't even maybe know I had an eating disorder were suddenly like, I'm so proud of you. And just like the attention, as you know, if you've had an eating disorder, it's like something you want to keep very like private and silent and like share and open up with a few people. And so for me, it's just like posting on social media is like not like the best place for me with it. Um, especially I've gotten a few emails actually from like brands that are like, Hey, we'd love for you to post about like this product and then talk about your eating disorder for free. I'm like, no, you need to pay me if I'm going to talk about my fucking trauma. No way. So yeah, just there's resources out there. I don't really have any like Instagrams that come to mind or like YouTube videos you can watch um, if you are struggling with eating disorder. But I do feel like our Geneva community is a great place to voice those concerns. Like we definitely allow people to talk about eating disorders. We've only had to like remove, I would say, two people. a year which is really good considering we almost have four thousand people of saying anything like off the dome that's like offensive or bad or anything like one person made a comment about like calories and and i i didn't catch it right away but people dm me so i removed the person and then the other person was trying to like sell their like mlm screams uh mlm like scheme pyramid scheme in geneva but otherwise like there's literally you can talk about whatever you want and there's no pressure and it's like it just feels really safe because everyone is Semi anonymous like you are seeing people's photos and their full names you know they're a real person like you're not just like putting it on like a forum on the Internet for anyone to see it It is a little bit private, but at the same time like yeah people are all kind of coming from the same background so they're going to have really good advice um, for all that stuff relating to eating disorders just because i know a lot of other like social media platforms like don't even allow like discourse about eating disorders like tiktok takes down videos if you mention it sometimes or like it could like remove your account and stuff like that so just letting you know that there's like somewhere that's a little bit more intimate than like posting a tiktok and like maybe your ex boyfriend's gonna see it or something like that so
1: yeah and like also just to
2: like preface like it's
1: not obviously like pro anna whatsoever it's very much like seeking help and everything um feel like how everyone handles like the conversations on there are like very, very professional. And I think it's like really good to kind of normalize talking about the struggles and issues. Cause again, Kate and I always mentioned that, you know, recovery isn't linear and you can like kind of go through phases where maybe like you're experiencing a lot of stress or like something really traumatic happened to your life. And I think like for a lot of people and for me too, I kind of, you know, turned to food as a way to like respond to those, um, things in life, but it is like nice. Yeah. For like Geneva, you can kind of ask people like, you know, their experiences with like going to therapy, et cetera, in regards to like eating sort of stuff. So yeah, it's definitely obviously not a replacement for therapy, but it is just like a good, um, kind of support group. Cause I think that can be a really, really challenging thing to find. If you are someone who is more introverted, more isolated, you don't really have people that you can connect with IRL. It's like at least good to have some sort of alternative, like on the internet.
2: Yeah. And I think the internet spaces can be dicey. Like we kind of already said, but I also feel like in-person spaces are a little bit more difficult to find that actually feel genuine and like supportive. Um, like, yeah, go to therapy if you have access to it, and get a doctor, and like do all of that type of therapy. Like, Emma and I have been through the ringer of that type of stuff. But I think when I was in college, at least, like, I didn't really want to, like, be known on campus as, like, red flag, this bitch has an eating disorder, right? Like, I had to tell my volleyball coach when I became a junior that, like, I, or when I was a freshman, even, that I had struggled with that as, like, a medical history thing. And, that it felt stigmatized. It felt embarrassing. It felt like I had eyes on me at all hours. And so I think it is scary sometimes to admit that you have an issue. Because then you know that like people are watching you a little bit and I think this feels a little bit like more comforting that everyone in Geneva will know if you do like say that you've had issues but it's also like we all probably have had issues to a degree like I think even if people have not had eating disorders I think so many people have disordered eating habits and disordered relationships with exercise and food like even people who do not kind of fall in the camps of like what you consider to be disordered behaviors. Like I think about like everyone in my family or like guys I've dated and I'm just like, whoa, the way that we talk about food is just like a little bit funky for everyone. Like it's just so goofy um, and bad and can lead some people down bad holes um, and such. So yeah, that's another note about the bad dark stuff. Cause we're going to be talking about like seasonal affective disorder today. Um, but you know, end of February, March, spring is coming up. I am excited. Emma and I are so excited to wear our tennis skirts and walk a million steps around New York City soon, right? I am just very excited to not be cold anymore to not have to wear
1: a winter coat. I have been wearing the same outfit. I swear to God every single day since November. And I want to never look at those articles of clothing ever again. I am going to toss them into the East river and let them drown. Um, <laughs> I, <full> <laughs> I cannot wait. It, spring is such a beautiful time of the year. You know, we're going to start seeing like flowers and green grass and like birds chirping so soon. And I just like, it's so crazy. Cause I don't even feel like this winter was that bad, but I yeah. think just like with also like working from home, I noticed that like. Oh, yeah, like just having like no interaction, seeing like no one on the street, like that does affect you. And I think, like, you know, how the pandemic has like, you know, prolonged for like years and years and years. I'm just like, okay, no, like all this has like actually impacted me. And, you know, my dad and I have just been like talking a lot about just like how winter is so hard, but like, you know, for him, it's like annoying because like my mom isn't affected by like winter at all. She's like, you know, as happy as can be. And he's just like, I don't understand how she's like able to be fine but I'm not. And I think, you know, everyone does, is affected by winter, you know, in different ways, but I just, I need spring. I need spring. That's when I feel alive, energetic myself. So the time is near.
2: My, my big thing with the winter that I've noticed, and like, we're going to talk about in this episode is that since like, I'm the same with Emma, like work from home, there will be not just hours, but days where I don't say a word out loud. That is not normal. Like, unless I'm voice following Emma or I'm calling my mom, perhaps, which I do like a lot of times throughout the week, maybe, maybe I'm talking to camera because I do TikTok and I do sponsored content, but it is not normal to not have conversation with people, right? Like, that is so crazy to think about, especially from a perspective of like how our ancestors were living and how communal living was like integral to longevity studies when you look at the blue zones and everything that is one thing that drives me crazy and sometimes like this is one thing that I I don't know if I want to include this is like a tip but some things I do is like I go on a walk and I fake a phone call and I just talk about the issues that I want to talk about sometimes like for 30 minutes because if I'm not talking to anyone that day or like I don't want to put my problem onto like my mom or Emma or something like that I just talk into the void like a crazy person outside because it's like I need to speak and like express myself in some way, which is something I don't think I was doing in early parts of the pandemic. Like when it first shut down and everything started to be like scary, I just like turned inwards. And I noticed like, oh God, like, I'm bottling up a lot of shit and then it's going to come to surface later. Um, so that's one thing that I've noticed with the seasonal depression for me, particularly. Um, I do think last winter was work. I definitely feel like I was more chaotic. Like I, with dating, especially like I just kind of jumped from like dude to dude in like substitute of thinking about the fact that it was winter. Um, like I was just going through my camera roll and I was like, Oh, yikes. Like the people that I was with last winter, like oof, bad <laughs> situations. Um so now that I feel like I have no dudes to like fixate on, I'm like, my problems become more prevalent, you know? I have yeah. no distractions available, which is a good and a bad thing. Um, so I'm sure you girlies can relate. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the topic of today's show. I'm excited to start wearing outfits like Emma said. I have a few skirts that I'm excited to wear, some dresses, not wear coats, and- You know no- what I
1: completely forgot about, just like as a concept- sitting in the park and reading I know I was thinking about yesterday I was like I forgot that was the thing I have not like walked through a park in like months like Washington Square Park have not been in years and bro that the first day where it is like 70 degrees I am going to just play naked in Washington Square Park with all (laughs) the other freaks
2: like I swear yeah I was gonna be in the fountain. I agree. And I also was thinking like when I walk, it's just like a power walk. Like I never stop. Like you were saying on my walk. I never stop and just sit. I never just sit on a stoop and like do to do make memes on my phone anymore. Um, That's what I miss. I really miss like sweating outside too. Like I know I hate it when it is sweaty, but I really love sweating on a run. It's one thing I'm looking forward to. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like my body dysmorphia is generally better in the summer, which doesn't make any sense. But I think right now I'm just in this like pasty ghosty whiteness that my skin is like disgusting. So I just kind of hate my body right now, but that's typical, typical for me.
1: Yep. Well, I think we should get into the episode. So Kate will probably call me back for usual and then we'll get into like what you guys actually clicked in for. Yeah,
2: let's do it.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
2: Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it.
1: For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free
2: probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you
1: less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health.
2: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Happy February, CMOS girlies! Whether you're celebrating Valentine's Day this year, maybe you're celebrating Galentine's Day, or you're avoiding the holidays, you can still snack on our favorite Medjool dates from Julie's.
1: Julie's is our favorite go-to treat for when we want something sweet. Whether it be paired with some dark chocolate or our favorite nut butter, you simply can't go
2: wrong. Who needs chocolate when there's eye candy like Julie's around? No better way to celebrate the upcoming holidays throughout February. I know that Emma and I are going to stay stocked up on Julie's treats to get through these cold winter months ahead.
1: If you want to try out Julie's, you can use code CMOSGURLIES at checkout for 20% off Julie's. Now back to the podcast. Okay. So seasonal affective disorder. What is it? What causes it? Basically, like I said, SAD stands for seasonal affective disorder, or perhaps, you know, just like seasonal depression As I feel like how most people, um think of it as and there's many different symptoms of seasonal affective disorder there's going to be a lot of like correlation with just like general depression but it's going to be feelings of like very like lethargic persistent low mood just kind of feelings of like despair and like worthlessness that's probably kind of like how i always feel just like this like low sense of like doom and just like lack of like excitement in my life i'm just like oh it's the same thing every single day like there's very little excitement. i'm not like super excited about life or anything And so the cause of SAD is not like entirely understood, but it's mainly linked to the dramatic decrease in the exposure to sunlight, which makes sense. And the theory is just kind of that like the lack of sun causes the hypothalamus, which is part of your brain to stop working properly. And so, like I said, this gland in the brain plays a lot of roles in like hormone production. And so- When there is like a lack of sun, this can cause like effects of melatonin, which your body may produce higher levels of during this time. And melatonin is the hormone that causes us to feel sleepy. And then with like serotonin, with the lack of sun, this may decrease um, serotonin levels, which will then impact our mood, leading to feelings of like depression, sadness, et cetera. And then also our internal clock. So like the circadian rhythm, essentially like our body really like utilizes and requires sunlight. Um in an effort to like use it to time different functions in our body such as like when to wake and when to fall asleep and so when there's like a lack of sunlight it's like you know very shorter periods of daylight it kind of throws our body off and it makes it like very difficult to kind of like get into like this traditional circadian rhythm and like stay in that
2: yeah I feel like most of this is probably intuitive to you guys like why this happens I think most people I know myself I just generally think like there's less sunlight like oh my god the sun is going down at 4 p.m like I Emma and I joke that like oh yep it's 4 p.m time for dinner because it just it feels doomy me to be outside and then think it's like 4 p.m I know that I get fucked with like thinking about a work day and just like when the day actually ends like Kind of, I'm going to talk a little bit about like the creation of the nine to five and how that like fucks their circadian rhythms as well. So one of the biggest I would say things that has not necessarily increased the amount of people like self diagnosing with sad but just like increased the, the amount that we're aware of it is modern life so it's everything you can think of but like, when you think about these factors I'm going to get into like we are definitely more depressed than our ancestors were. Um, some reasons for this we were never designed for this sedentary indoor life. Most of us, if you're working a nine-to-five or even maybe you're working like an office job or you're working a service job or anything like that, I mean, hell, maybe you are, you know, working a a DJ or like you work a night job or the night shift as a doctor still. That's not the internal clock that our ancestors were working on, right? Um, We were always in packs of people. We were always moving around. We had a very um, laborious lifestyle versus now, which most people do not have. Um, we never went to gyms. So that's another aspect that I don't think that people cognitively think about. Like, it is really peculiar that you think I am paying money that I worked for, that I worked in my like, quote, intellectual office job. I'm putting my income towards going to a box where there are shiny, heavy objects that I'm going to lift and exert energy for Short periods of time that I think that we like can signify that those are good for me, right? I'm going to look at other strangers doing these same things and I'm going to leave. That is so abnormal. Like the creation of the modern gym is very fucking weird and gym memberships, not even talking about all the elite like aspects of like bougie fitness classes and stuff, but just the fact that like in order to substitute for us being sedentary, we go and lift lift weights or we go and run that's not how our ancestors were moving. They were moving pretty typically just like throughout the whole day. Like from sunrise to sunset, they're moving in some type of way. And we know that because like you you look at the patterns of where people are walking, all that type of shit. But also the only times we were doing really intense stuff is if we were like fighting off an animal um, or protecting ourselves. Like whenever you look at starvation studies, like if there wasn't food because the crops were bad that winter, then they didn't eat. Um, When people had like higher cortisol levels or something like that, and they entered that flight or fight stage, it was because a actual tiger were chasing them, right? Now we are inducing that pain onto ourselves, which is just a very different concept that we, we are exercising to avoid dying in some sort of way. We are exercising to prevent illness and we are exercising like just by the nature of how we work now. Um, And it's estimated that, like, the average hunter-gatherer, so our ancestors, would have exercised for at least two hours a day. Now, that doesn't define, like, neatly what exercise means. It could be walking, it could be, like, shoveling, any type of stuff, but 60% of the U.S. doesn't regularly exercise, and typically regular exercise is, like, a few times throughout the week. So, And that's not even talking about like steps or just being active throughout the day. That's like saying like 30 minutes of workout a day, whatever the workout is, yoga, stretching, Pilates, running, variety of intensity. But some of us are not even moving at all. Like we're not even walking. We're not even exercising. So that is a drastic shift that does like correlate to the seasonal depression, just based on like how much we have waned from our ancestors. The next factors are pretty obvious too. Um, I feel like I am beating a drum with this episode, but it is like stuff that is interesting when you like take a step back from our lifestyle and how absurd it is. We're sleep deprived. And I think so much sleep deprivation is normalized, whether it's like colleges talking about like, oh, you gotta do an all nighter to study for the test or like, oh yeah, just go out. It's so crazy. Like I know some girls, whenever I go to workout classes, they're like, I was out till 3 a.m. and I had to wake up for this 8 a.m. workout class. And I'm like, yeah, you might be able to do that because you're 21 in New York, but we don't think about like the internal factors that are at risk here. Like you never see what's happening to you internally. That's why it's so hard to stick to these like regimented health and wellness things. Like you don't see what stress you're putting yourself under when you're like analyzing, like, did I eat too much? Did I eat too little or the going out stuff? You don't, you don't feel it. So you keep doing it. Um, the next part is that we're socially isolated. So this is kind of what I talked about before that social isolation, like we have less communities than we did in previous years, but also like CMOS girlies, we kind of have normalized social isolation. Like Emma and I talk about, we spend all of our time alone. Like we just like sit and post memes and a lot of you guys also spend your time alone, but deep down, I know that it's not natural to be alone all the time. Like I said, at the beginning, like it's not natural to never have a conversation with someone, not have any like communal goals. Like all of us are going to go pick weeds. So the garden looks better, that type of like primal shit, you know? And it's always been an advantageous from animals and like invaders and threats and stuff to have someone with you. Like if you're walking through the woods alone in like pre pre prehistoric times, what if a dinosaur just killed you? Right. Like we don't have an iPhone to like call 911. Um, So it helped us like remain safe on a hunt to have people around us helped kept people would keep watch on us while the other ones were sleeping. Like, there were these sort of like aspects of trust almost built into the community that we don't really have now that aren't natural. Um, And also the close bonds for like having kids and raising a family and stuff. But that also like correlates to um, a less depressed mood, right? So there are relationships between the community and feeling less depressed, which is just something that I think for a while I was like, I love being alone. I'm so happy when I'm alone. And even if you don't like the super rowdy activities of like, noise or people being loud in a fucking bar like if you don't have some sort of community or higher purpose like your life will feel meaningless at some point I know that I've been there I think before we had CMOS girlies and like I would just catch myself spiraling alone and I'm like okay I have my family I have Emma like what the fuck is the point of all this which I think is very common as a young person when you're still finding your way through the world um but I think yeah like social isolation is normalized to a degree which is like kind of iffy waters from an ancestral standpoint um and then the next parts is that like as i kind of talked about like sleep deprived so like the average person in the u.s gets about like six and a half hours of sleep ancestors slept about nine to ten but the next thing that kind of fucks with like sleeping enough is the creation of the nine to five so before the nine to five work hour if you wanted to like study this more in depth you could look into like labor history and like how it basically started was like workplaces decided like we want to keep people in the factories so then you have lights you have like come in at this time leave at this time but before the creation of the factory and machine working and all that stuff we just worked when the sun was up you think about it if you didn't have electricity like you pretty much couldn't work at you know 4 p.m when the sun goes down in 4 p.m in the winter you just go home and start eating dinner or supper whatever with your family um the next thing is that like our modern agricultural system also correlates to depression in the way of you think about like nutrition and soil depletion which we've talked about in our episodes about food and climate change um the biggest one that i was like reading about a lot is that you know we've talked about a lot um i guess the episode that'll come out next week we talk about sea oils but so this is like future past podcast i don't know but our ancestors were actually receiving like a one-to-one ratio of omega-6s to omega-3 fatty acids in their diet and the average u.s citizen consumes about a 16 to 1 ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s these are commonly found in like seed oils if you talk about in the next week's episode you have to wait lol um but basically it's just like a super inflammatory like oil and this, um, ratio of like the essential fatty acids is like phased out of our diet over time, just due to like our modern diet and agriculture system and kind of like what we are eating. These things are very inflammatory and that's going to lead to like seasonal depression and just like a lower lifespan as well. Um, the last part that I think once again, very intuitive, very much makes sense about like why we are depressed and frazzled is the pace of modern life um the brain is not used to so much information the screens and knowing so much when you think about communal living you you knew everyone in your community right but you didn't know what people were doing across the world if you lived in Italy you didn't know what people in Africa were eating you didn't know what the boy in France was doing right um I think so much information has cluttered us where there is that comparison culture which like is makes a lot of sense um But our ancestors did not have like a lot of ample time and leisure time to just sit and think about thoughts and feelings, right? Their day was packed with like physical activity, social interactions, or finding their next source of food. Um, You didn't just have time to like think about like, oh, the boy on Hinge like didn't say this. Like, no, everything was very related to like survival and community and that was about it. Um, And so they didn't have time to think about setbacks and like overanalyze as we do. Um, and with modern life as well, this is going to be a big factor that relates to seasonal depression is light exposure. Um, And it seems a little bit gimmicky. I've seen all those like ads for like the seasonal depression lamps or like the blue light glasses and stuff. And I'm like, this seems scammy. You know, this seems like a dumb wellness product, but without natural light exposure, like how our ancestors were doing it before the creation of nine to five, our biological clock can't function as the way it was without these like natural signals so that's another thing to note when we think about um why modern life is so disruptive just with technology and how we do spend our time now
1: yeah and I think like just because of like how our current life has evolved I think like that just puts everyone like at risk I think for like some sort of experience of like seasonal depression or just like general depression um as it is and I think like all these like compounding just kind of exacerbates the problem And so that kind of gets into like, who is at risk, obviously, like everyone can be at risk and I'm sure like everyone experiences some sense of like low levels of like energy during the winter, but like to actually like clinically be like told like, yeah, you do have seasonal affective disorder. Mm -hmm. um, The risk of SAD increases as you age. And it's actually pretty uncommon for people like under 20 to experience SAD. And it definitely is kind of more when you get into your adult years. And older people, you know, this makes sense, are going to experience more isolation, you know, as you get older, like, you know, your close-knit of people is probably gonna get smaller and smaller as people like age and die. And also you're just gonna have like less opportunity to socialize. Like my grandparents probably aren't socializing as much as they were like 30 or 40 years ago. And also um, they're at, older people are also gonna be at higher risk of a vitamin D deficiency, which is like so essential and kind of like mitigating the effects of like depression. And this is just because like, again, they're less mobile. So they can't walk outside like on ice. And so like, they're going to be isolated indoors. They're not going to get natural sunlight and aging bodies just have a harder time of using sunlight to produce vitamin D. And then also women are more likely than men to also experience seasonal affective disorder. And it's not entirely understood, but the theory is, is that like, again, with reduced sunlight, this impacts your serotonin levels, but something that like women experience more than men is just like how much estrogen is in our body. And estrogen can also play a role in affecting like our serotonin as well.
2: Yeah. And it's four times as likely that women are going to be diagnosed with sad than men. Also, this is true for general depression too, but if you have family members that have a history of depression, you are more likely to develop it as well. Um, and I think also an undis- whenever they talk about like women have depression more than men, it's oftentimes because women go to get counseling and therapy because it's not stigmatized as much. So that's another factor why I'm guessing that women probably have seasonal depression more than men. Um, but yeah, that's another aspect.
1: And then obviously just kind of like based on like where you live is also going to like impact it. like, if you're living in Alaska, I remember when I visited Alaska, it was like, so like during like the summer and everything, but we were talking to people how like, they only really get like maybe like a few hours of sunlight during the winter. And it like really puts like everyone at risk. So, you know, like the farther north you are obviously you're gonna have like shorter daylight hours so you know us girlies living in new york we are kind of like fucked over for that versus like you know if you live in florida you're gonna have like more sunlight more warm weather and so like you may not be as severely impacted as like other people
2: yeah and it's just weird because seasonal depression wasn't really like thought about until the 80s because there was this one dude that like um, started, like change where he moved. And then they like, kind of were like, Oh, maybe the, the where area where you're living is changing your like levels of depression. Um, so low mood and low energy, like during the short days of the winter, it is kind of always expected for those that live further than the equator. Um, but yeah, it wasn't treated clinically until the eighties. And so, yeah, it does suck that some of it, you can't just like ship your life and move across the country. Um, so what can you do if you can't just like you know flee to a warmer climate or an area where there's more sun? There are a few things here, and um, all of them are not like correlated to like you know it get rid of your seasonal depression. We're all going to have seasonal depression to a degree, but here are some things that are studied. The biggest one is like if you want to go to a doctor, they will be able to like you know measure your levels of depression relative throughout the year. And you can be put on antidepressants, which is something that I didn't know. So maybe if the winters are very, very rough for you, you could take a depression or antidepressants like during that time of the year, and then wean yourself off of them during this, like the summer years, this is something that you should do with a medical practitioner, but that is just an option for anyone out there. Um, The next one is vitamin D. I think this is like what people... Here, often they say like double your vitamin D dosage if you don't have natural sunlight exposure. Um, but it's something that is correlated to just general depression, but it's like worse once again without the sun exposure in the winter. Next one is activity. Um, you know, the last thing you wanna do when you're depressed is move your body. But I think taking the pressure off of like exercising, like I often try to replace the word exercise with movement to me. It just seems less oppressive and less routine and less of like a chore Um, so finding something that works for you, you know, I think during the, the doomsdays of the pandemics, when I couldn't go to the gym and do anything, I was like lifting soup cans, like all of the hooligans were as well. I was doing like Jane Fonda workouts. I was walking, it was biking. So yeah, I don't know. I think just be open to multiple types of movement. Don't feel like you have to be a lifter or a runner or this. I just think it's good to have different types of movement. Um, the next one that seemed a little bit bullshitty, like I said before, is like the seasonal depression lamps. I feel like I saw a really weird photo of someone that was like, I couldn't tell if it was like a meme actually, or it was like a literal person that was like endorsing this as an ad on Instagram, but it was just like someone sitting in front of a light box. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it looked just very like robotic. Like, this is what like our like aliens think that humans on earth are doing, you know, but if you want to, you can seek out a light box. Actually, so the discrete the decrease in sunlight, as we said before, can disrupt your your body's natural rit- rhythms. And in order to get back to like your your normal homeostasis, light boxes filter out ultraviolet rays, and they require you to like sit in front of them physically. So you would buy a light box. You would like set it up however it's supposed to be in your fucking house. Um, and it requires you to sit there for like 20 to 60 minutes of light exposure. And it's like the, you know, the exposure level is like 10,000 lux, but it's this cool white fluorescent light during the fall and the winter. And they say it's about 20 times as great as ordinary indoor lighting. So if you want to go buy a fucking light box, that would be cool. Um, send us a photo. Emma and I'd be interested in it. I think my,
1: my dad has definitely had like one of those like sun lamp things in his office because he like works
2: at a fucking cave.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's really done much for him, but you know, he tried, he
2: tried it out. He tried. The next one is going to be CBT. If you know what that means, it's cognitive behavioral therapy. So just going to therapy is something that could be more beneficial during those winter months. Um, I don't want you to like treat, you know, I feel like having different health habits during the winter and summer, but I do think that like, yeah, my mood and like depression levels are definitely fluctuating throughout the time of year. And so they studied that, um, in like six weeks of CBT, this one group, like, you know, they just went in for two 90 minute sessions a week. It was effective as 30 minutes of this like crazy light box light. So it is just weird. Cause I think for me with like this wellness world, there's like the woo-woo hippie stuff, like sitting in front of a fucking light box. Like that just seems like some crazy goop shit, you know, that people are doing that like don't believe in vaccines. And they just think that the light box is going to save them from climate change. or Not climate change, but you know what I mean? Like crazy stuff, like really serious stuff. Or like when health people go off the rocker and just be like, eat turmeric, it'll solve cancer. I'm like, no, it doesn't. You know, there has to be an in-between between between Western and Eastern stuff. So it is really crazy that like CBT, like going and getting actual therapy can be equivalent to getting a light box. Right. I think that's the only way that I can kind of wrap my head around the fact that like some of the woo woo stuff works, but then also some of like the, the tried and true therapy stuff does work as well. Um, and if you are kind of appalled at all those options, I think getting vitamin D can be something you guys can do easily, but the light box stuff and like therapy could be more difficult to access. I would say some of the more like free options you can do with light exposure are going on a morning walk. Um, I feel so different when I am outside before 10 a.m. Um, I don't know how like you feel about that, but like every time I get a little morning walk in, even if it's like to walk down the street to go buy toilet paper. It definitely changes my like productivity and my focus. And it's like free, once again, a free light exposure that you can do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like for me, I definitely try to get outside, especially like working from home, just like going directly to my desk and then just like sitting there for five hours straight like that. I I can't do it. And I think, you know, just like trying to get as connected and be outside with nature as much as possible. Like it has been known that like exposure to like nature can help with like depression, anxiety, etc. And I know like in the winter, that's like the last thing you want to do is like be cold outside. And like, that's kind of why I hate winter so much, just because again, Kate and I live in New York where it's like, you have to be outside and walk out everywhere. And I just being cold is just the worst feeling in the entire world. But I think even it's just like a few minutes of just like, you know, being out with nature, even if it's like ugly as fuck outside and it's like gray skies, slushy grounds, I think just like feeling of like that fresh air does make like such a difference.
2: Yeah. And I know like my mom always said that to us when we grew up that we would walk to school because it was around the block from where we lived. And my mom would always be like, you're going to perform better on your tests if you have light or if you're like outside and you breathe in the cold air, you know, it wakes you up. I remember my mom always told us that. And now it's like, I actually, you know, believe some of that bullshit. Like that was definitely a lie for her to like, you know, just think we're going to do better on our tests. But um, yeah, there is something about nature. Uh, there is something about nature. What a fun thought, you know, but I think we have to really think about like, I definitely have to do this too. Like, think about how much you're on your phone. Think about how many habits you have that are very fucking abnormal, not even just abnormal from like, you're drinking magnesium at 9pm and going to bed. No, think about how off we are from our ancestors. I just have thought a lot about like gyms and how like weird it is to be lifting weights and like not even talking about like soul cycling, being in those weird classes too. Like that is just crazy cult shit, um, that I still do sometimes because I like the workout, but yeah, just try to, try to think like an ancestor, you know, think what you could be doing. Could you go sometimes, you know, I like to treat my grocery shopping. Like I'm foraging for some, you know, I'm, I'm connecting with my, my, um, female ancestors. I'm going out and foraging for mackerel. That's why I like using that as a verb foraging. Yeah, you are you are big into the word foraging, but
1: with that, you know, if you're experiencing any type of seasonal affective disorder, we're here, here we for you. all are <laughs> here for you. Um, obviously, cannot speak. I'm 7 p.m. The brain, the brain is shutting down, but it, it'll get better. You know, one summer or one spring comes, you know, you feel like a new human, and that I don't want to say that like makes all like the suffering worth it, but you know, it's nice to experience the seasons. As much as I hate winter it's nice to, you know, be able to have fall and winter and spring and summer, even though it really just feels like summer and winter now.
2: Yeah. And also too, like the sun is only going up. We're on the up of it. Right. Or I mean, the sun is like going down later. That's what I meant.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: we are on the upward trend. Summer is almost there. Maybe we do more hot girl summer episodes. Once it happens, this one's going to be called sad girl winter, because I think that's the tone of the app. Ep- but it's Saturday night. Emma, how are you going to be spending it? It's seven oh eight p.m.
1: I really don't want to go outside. It's so funny. Kate and I purposely decided to pod Saturday night because we didn't want to be like triggered by people outdoors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe I'll go on a walk, but also I'm like, I could just maybe just stretch instead and go to bed really early, which I don't want to do. But
2: I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll drink some magnesium, do the usual. What about you? I don't know. I might make a TikTok about magnesium. I get questions on random videos. People are like, what magnesium should I take? And I'm like, how about you listen to Emma's fucking podcast? But I might do that as some CMOS Girlies promo, just to keep myself busy. I pack my suitcase. I'm going to edit the podcast audio and I don't know. I might go on a walk and like buy a diet coke or something because I don't. I feel like if I don't have a walk that like I have a destination, I'm just. You gonna... want
1: caffeine at nine p.m.
2: Diet coke has caffeine. Ooh,
1: fuck! Wait, I'm so dumb.
2: Wow. Yeah, dude, it has caffeine. We're breaking news. Don't they have like one that doesn't have caffeine? That's whatever. Probably, maybe just
1: you know what I, I wish just get a Zevia. Oh, well, okay. I was about to say I wish places. I guess the grocery store across the street for me does sell individual Zevia cans, but Whole Foods used to do that. Yeah. And they don't do it anymore. And it drives me insane because I can't, I just, I cannot purchase a full case of Zevia. I feel like a fool on the street walking with
2: it. And like, I drink it all in like the span of two minutes. Well, actually I'm going to give some knowledge right now during the pod, because I noticed when I was in California that they have like QR codes for single cans, because you can buy like an Olipop, like a single Olipop, I always, like, break off one from the chunk of six, you know, from the Zevia section. And then you can have the person come over and just, like, scan for a single at Whole Foods. So I think it is possible. You just have to jump through more hurdles. And, like, I don't really have the patience most of the time to do that. Um, I think that Lifetime, honestly, has singles Zeves, but I I don't want to be in Lifetime. It's so sterile in there. Um, I I am
1: not trekking from Lower East Side to the that street that area of new york it's like a freak show i'm sorry but it is like clown central yeah over there and i i'm not trucking through the fucking like bizarre washington square that park. Washington
2: square park. yeah you'll get you'll leave washington square park with like seven y2k shirts you'll get to lifetime and just like hate your life um yeah i don't think i'm gonna get a zevia but noted on the coke i once again i don't think caffeine really affects me anymore nothing affects me these days Oops. well aren't you a lucky duck yeah, who knows. Um, sometimes caffeine makes me fall asleep, actually. So
1: hmm. I just
2: think I'm so off with the time zones like getting back from LA going to Hawaii. I I've, I've, i don't really know. I thought today was Yeah, you were you were on Pacific
1: time now Eastern time now you're going to be central In- time zone with Minnesota. Back
2: to Pacific, Hawaiian Pacific time. Um, this past week I am just th- there's no like Mark Hyman's little like um, not even Mark Hyman, but like all the time restricted sure eating and stuff. Like I am just constantly eating because I don't know what where my body is. Is it dinner? Is it lunch? Is it tomorrow? So <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We're we're experimenting with it, but maybe i am buy a buy a recess. I'm gonna buy a recess beverage, except. I feel like I should just be able to walk in and just like get one for free. Like, I don't want to pay for a beverage. Yeah, I know, but women should not have to pay for beverages. That's the hot take of the night. So, um, if you like the show, leave us a review as always. Uh, join the CMOS moss platform in the bio, follow us on Instagram, all the social stuff really helps Emma and I mean not spiral into some seasonal depression. But you know, like that, another day, another pod, episode 69, giggles. <sighs> But yeah, thanks you girlies. Bye.
0: Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto.